they started shooting, not at these elk, but they were shooting at something. And they were probably, elk were 1,500 yards from me. Those people were probably 1,500 yards from them. Huh. But they were up on a hill. And they start shooting. Well, it makes all these elk turn and start coming towards me. Not like super spooked. They were, they wanted to get out of there. Oh. So they came, help me. Oh. They came towards me. And uh, it's kind of weird because uh, the whole time, Justin thought I was shooting. And he's oh. like, what the fuck is he doing over there? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I was, I'm suppressed. It wouldn't be like that. He goes, yeah, I didn't. He goes, I really didn't think about that till after. So Justin, and I texted him when the elk came out. I said, hey, the elk are out. So he gathered up. He had all the goat, goats with him, 10 goats. And he gathered them all up. And literally, <clears throat> the elk are coming towards me. I don't know this, but he's coming up the hill. Uh-huh. And he's, when I cracked the shot, he's 50 yards behind me. I didn't know it. Oh, shit. So I'm coming up the hill. So we almost messed this all the way up. The, but the elk turn, and it's a weird turn. Like, they're going to go back into the timber, which made no sense to me. But I didn't know he was right there. Uh, so I'm guessing the elk saw him. Yeah. And I'm fucking glassing each one of these bulls trying to find. And think of there's, I think there was 11. Yeah. May have been 12. Trying to figure out which one's the biggest one. Yeah, and they're not exactly holding fucking steel. You know, they're shuffling back and forth and changing spots. Well, luckily, the biggest two were the lead two. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoot to Hunt Podcast, sanctioned by the Shoot to Hunt team based out of Post Falls, Idaho. And now, those of you listening, this is a moment you've all been waiting for. Sitting on your right hand. It is making us laugh. That's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but the effort that he put into it, you got to give him kudos. He did put good effort. I imagine him in here on the microphone here doing his announcer voice. You know, a lot of people ask me if he's on drugs. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is we really don't. We didn't test him, so we don't yeah. know. But there's what do they a call chance. it like a like a fair a fair something employer fair chance employer or whatever. <laughs> I, we posted that job up right here. For, we're looking for a part time shipping guy. If you guys are interested, uh, I posted it up and it had at the bottom something about you know I think it had to do with felons and things like that. Like, do you give people like a fair chance employer? And we don't do no. There's no Back. application. There's no background check. If, if you come in here and you look like you're not a pedophile, you know, it, it, and you must have a red beard. I mean, it's, it seems it's starting to seem like that. Yeah. That's not really true. But a lot of guys out there have red beards. Lot of, yeah. You got a lot of soulless people out there. So soulless, soulless gingers. Fuck. Reaping souls. Red beards make the best. Are they red so, bearded gunworks? Red beard gunworks is a fucking literally the name of a business. Yeah. And they like build, build awesome rifles. Fucking reaping souls out there. <laughs> Um, 
yeah, so it, you know, but if Luke would have came in with that beard shaved and that mm. pet, that pedo mustache, I don't know if he'd have got hired. If he would have come in with just the mustache, I would have literally asked him, "Dude, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, is that your normal look? Or are you just missing the rest of it?" And to add on to that, if we're going to throw Luke under the bus, we got to throw Red under the bus. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a homeless gay dude moved oh, into your parking lot. Good lord! <laughs> it's like this newer age Volkswagen bus, and it's all red. Newer age. That thing's got to be from the 60s. No, it's old, but it's not like the vintage. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. ones that that. And maybe I'm wrong, Ray. You have to correct me later. But maybe it doesn't look like the ones that are worth money. No, it looks like the ones that people pay a little bit of money for. And it's running. You know, I don't know if he's a mechanic or what, but he's driving it like just in the mornings. Can't back it up. So I walked in uh, yesterday. It was my first day back after a couple of weeks of hunting. I said, Ray, what the fuck is that? I said, you're either a pedophile or a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why we don't have an HR department. That's right. I'm the HR department. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it past me for an interview, you're gonna be all right. We're we're looking. We're also looking for a web designer for shoot to hunt. So shoot shoot to hunt unknown two separate businesses. Shoot to hunt needs a web designer. Web developer, we should say. But you need to be able to do the code. Yeah, web developer, web designer, you know, all in one. Know what they're doing. No WordPress. No SEO. Know how to work with forums because you're going to be in charge of multiple websites. That sounds you. You shouldn't say no because it sounds like yeah, no SEO. You're going to have to know how to use and impl- uh, yeah. implement SEO. Uh, yeah. Because what? Uh oh. What is good? Did you just walk in on a recording podcast? Jessica's here. What in the hell? <laughs> this is this is her every other day off her vacation day. What? It's hey. It's why you're here. Oh, oh. Ah. let us finish. Ah. Anyways, so, anyways, we need most definitely WordPress, WooCommerce. Yeah. Know how to code, you know, hopefully PHP, HTML5, and no SEO, like mm-hmm. know how to implement SEO. And you must be able to work well under pressure, especially when Ryan and I are around, because we're going to call you names. We're going to call you out when you fuck shit up. And uh, we let you know. That's I think that's actually a plus as as a place to work as a as a place of employment to know exactly what people think of you and mm-hmm. what's expected of you. I would enjoy the shit out of yeah. that. Yeah, and it's not like we don't take you know our own criticism back. We're not like one sided. I just ignore them. But we're just gonna. You're not gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good team already. Yes. So we got Luke and Rhett, and of course Ryan and myself, and uh, a, a, a third unnamed partner we'll say that yeah and uh it's a good team to start with and of course shoot to hunt is based within the the walls of salmon river and unknown and there's a whole big team of people that all love the same shit so yeah and we have big goals and we want to do some things so yeah if you're that guy and you don't have to be must be local and you must be able to come work here every day it's required yeah do they i mean going into it before we never really put the the category that they have to be a hunter but i think it does help a little i would say if you haven't killed any well i mean fucking luke got hired i think he he's only shot a deer with a 30 30 and he missed yeah i think he did i think he, 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 he just told me a story that his dad has missed a couple deer on his property and i said that's because you're shooting with an ar and you fucking turn back in your real hunting rifle yeah yeah and and red red's like tactical he's not a hunter it, we're gonna get him to kill stuff though so i guess if you consider those two the amount of animals between them a half it's one. really not required it's to be like a hunter. 0.5 animals. Yeah. You have to want to hunt. And turkeys don't fucking count. Yeah, that's true. You got to be able to walk. 
Oh, he, I have killed four. He's typing this on. The he screen. says, bish. <laughs> bish. I have killed four deer. <laughs> Is that what the 30 30? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. shit. The, uh, Oh, we're looking for, this is a, a big ass, but we're looking for a place to go shoot some shoulder season elk, <clears throat> cow elk in Montana in January, February. If you know, even if we have to pay to play, just, if you know a place, get a hold of us, podcast at shoothunt.com. Ryan's basically obsessed with my uh, meat processors, meat sticks. And he's trying to collect as much elk meat as possible. He's got some nice meat. <laughs> oh, you know, so we just downloaded that protein tracking app, you know? Yeah. And when you type in elk, elk is is like top three most protein. Like per pound or per? Yes. Really? Per ounce of meat. What was number one? It's for tilapia is above elk. Fish? Yeah, tilapia the fish. But elk is like 42 grams of protein per cup or something like this it's really high it sounds really like bougie like elitist but i feed it to my dogs a lot when i shoot a lot of elk uh-huh. dude they eat less shit less they look shiny yeah they just look like top notch so it has to be great meat yeah elk if you have a good processor just ground elk is real close to beef i would say texture the texture is a little bit finer. Maybe it depends on how they grind it, but it turns out once you're done cooking it like taco meat, it turns out a little bit finer, and you can mm-hmm. definitely taste that it's leaner. Yeah. But it's good. It's not like a gamey, it's not elk. a gamey taste have, at all. How do you call elk meat over everything? Maybe, but bison. Bison's good. Good yeah. hamburgers. That's something else we can do is go shoot a, split a bison. Or I shoot him in the face. No, I want to put that, we want to put it on the wall in here. <laughs> Where? Not in the room, but in the in the building. We already have Forum's gigantic bear going to be in here. I don't know if he'll be able to. <laughs> I don't know if we'll Nose to butt, fit. it's two and a half feet. So if you're on the video, if you see the size of this computer, it'll sit right on top of oh it nicely. Oh, my goodness. Or if you see this cool axe game or this uh, rear bag that they built, Reno Rifle Company built this, it'll be about that size of a bear. Hmm. This will weigh more than the bear. Yeah, it's pretty damn heavy. It is. Anyway, so we're here to talk about your Wyoming elk yep. fucking monster. What did it did you did the measurement yourself? Nope. So we'll subtract ten percent. I had somebody else do it, and it's somewhere we've measured it twice, so it's somewhere between three thirty five and three forty one. Okay. So well, you wanted a three forty. Yeah, and it didn't doesn't look it. Like me and both me and Justin Stark were looking at it going. 310, 315, but mm. it's super wide. It holds its mass. He's old. He's missing teeth. His ivories were basically at gum line. So I'll bring it in. I was going to bring it in. How do they get it. So it's basically he's an old fucking man, right? Does, do, does the rack size decrease as they get older? Well, I, I, I do think they regress most of them. And they keep their mass. They just don't grow the tine length. And it's still dependent each year on how good the feed and whatnot is the water levels the feed yes. has an impact on how big the moisture are. yeah moisture has a big impact especially early on was it dry in there i actually don't know how the season went it was a really bad winter on the you know in the north or the southwest corner of monta wyoming that whole you know the whole well the rest of the whole western wyoming got slaughtered on the deer and elk. Mm-hmm. deer and antelope elk seem to do better 
because they are the supreme species, mm-hmm. right, Robbie? Sturdier. Deer? Yeah, they're just fucking tough. Wrote but, about Robbie. Robbie did. We already argue about elk and deer. Oh, which one's tougher? Yeah, it's like mule deer are kind of like the wild sheep of the deer species. They're yeah. fucking weak. Really? Oh, fuck. They get a cold, they kill over dead. I don't know, man. We've seen, well, bullet, they seem to be able to take a bullet pretty well. Oh, I'm not talking about how well they take a bullet. I'm just talking about they can't take hard winters. Okay. Mule deer. And the antelope got, they had a problem with the freeze up and they couldn't scrape down to eat. But. Fuck, dude. I just saw this video of, uh, an elk is about halfway through a river crossing and a bear just comes charging out of nowhere behind him. And the bear basically gets on his throat and drags him under the water and drowns him. Didn't like, I don't think he killed him physically just because he bled out or something, right? He just literally drowned the fucking elk. And, and I'm sitting here watching this video and yeah, we kill elk and we eat elk, but I dude, that's a fucking harsh world. Felt, I felt bad for the elk. You might, it might be like a sissy thing or something like that. I know it's the way of the wild, but watching that bear come up behind this monster, like what you shot, right? Like mm-hmm. this bear just comes up behind it and drags it under the water. Dude, I don't think, unless you're a sociopath, I don't think, I think you should feel bad for the <clears throat> elk. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't love watching bears attacking elk and deer. I don't. And I think like this dude, he was probably going to die this winter because he had, his teeth were low, ground down. Mm-hmm. He was missing teeth. And he, his body compared, he had the biggest, I didn't get a lot of time to look at him, but he had the biggest rack of all the, I think there was 11 or 12 elk that came out. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest rack by far in that herd, but body wise, he was probably middle of the pack. He had a big sway back. His hide looks like shit. If you look at the pictures, yeah. everybody else's hide looked really nice and sleek. So a sway back, you're looking for like what a dip between the hips. Yeah, between the hips, you just his back had a big. Not between the hips, between the rear and the front. Like if on a horse, on the withers of a horse and the back hips, his back was swayed. Well, I'll I have to give Luke the video because I fucking had the video all the way up to like a minute before I shot. Oh. Uh, and the happened? camera cut off. Oh, camera cut because off. it was really cold. Yeah, but it's my fault. I shouldn't have left it on as long as I did. But I had it right to the edge of the shot, and then it mm. killed off. Mm. But he has a big old sway back. And long story short, I waited. I think it was, I had six years of points, maybe seven. I bought the special tag, so it was the $1,200 tag. Mm-hmm. I had had a different plan of going into, I don't want to give the mountain range because of the guy I'm with is yeah. respect. I don't want his privacy yeah, on yeah. it. But I had seven points to draw it. I could have probably drawn it, drawn it with six regular. I put in, I just wanted to make sure I was going to get it. I was going to put it for a lot of places. I reached out to him and asked him about the points I had what I could do. And he goes, well, man, I have this really good spot. If you want to come with me next year, you're more than welcome. It takes goats because it's, I believe it's nine where I shot the elk to the truck is 9.6 miles. Mm. And <clears throat> I guess you just love that fucking nine mile mark. I must. The one you shot with me with nine fucking miles. Yeah. And it's, it's dude, it's not a straight, like it's, you're literally, it's, it's like a, Kind of looks like a W how we went in because you have to skirt all this private. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been in there. They've shot an elk in there before. They've been into elk. They never shot an elk in this particular spot. And it would be really hard because there's a very prominent landmark in the video. Mm-hmm. I'll show you when I show you the video. Mm-hmm. It'd have been hard to show the video and not know where it is. And not everybody will know it is, but you could find it on Google Earth. Really? But you can't get in there with llamas. You can't get in there with mules because there's a cliff band. And it's, I don't know, it's probably, I'm short, but it's probably 50 inch cliff band. Mm-hmm. So where you couldn't, a horse couldn't, a llama couldn't jump it because it's, you're actually 
on ground. So imagine walking up to a cliff band. You yeah. understand what a cliff band? Yeah. And then you're on it. You're the ground is falling away from you. Yeah. And you got to jump. Yeah. And you can see where elk do it, but you can see where they pace around for a long time before they do it. Yeah. They've like worn out. They're actually making it worse because they're wearing a big hole in the ground. Yeah. So we had to literally take each goat and throw them up this cliff band. Oh, shit. And imagine we had to do it both ways. Yeah, then they're loaded down. Then they're loaded out. down. So you can't physically, I mean, it's private land. You could drive to the place where I killed it if you had private access. Uh, but we killed it on, I think, it's, I think it was National Forest. Could have been BLM. But anyways, we have to throw the goats up there. So anyways, we went in. The first part of the season, it was much colder. It was negative 10 at night, high of 6 during the day. And we went in for three days, four days, sorry. And um, I'll, I'll have... I'll send the video to Luke. You guys have seen it. We found lots of bulls, and you guys were hemming and hawing that I didn't kill any bulls. Elk watcher. <laughs> Dude, there was nothing over there over 310, 315 that I thought. Maybe there was. We may have misjudged a few. I because... know there's plenty of listeners out me, uh, you know, out there with me right now that mm. would say, oh, it's only a 310, a 320. They were all six points. Everyone oh. <laughs> was a six point. Man. It's hard to walk away from that. And we walked... Where we were walking in, right before we get to where we camp, dude, I ran into three good six points. Like uh, they were on the easy side before the cliff band that I could have killed. That's one in the fog I had posted up. You didn't up. tell me this before. I showed you the ones in the fog looking at us. Uh, but uh, we didn't shoot those ones. And that's uh, that's six and a half, seven miles in right there. And uh, the, the kicker to all this is it's uphill the whole way out. The whole way out, yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute ass kicker for a fat guy. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, during Cody's hunt, we talked about my, now he's going to be my son-in-law. He asked my daughter to marry him. Cody, we took a hunt. We'd have a video coming out. Well, I fucked up my Achilles. Do you remember how hunt. it happened? I don't. I don't. I just remember when I got in the truck with Luke to drive back to North Idaho, from oh. Southern Idaho, when I got out of the gas station and I went to take a step, oh. it was like a lightning bolt shot up to my butthole from my Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. There's something wrong with this. So I dealt with it. Anyway, I dealt with it on this hunt coming out. And then I kind of fucked up our whole Montana deal because I was like, well, it's going to be better later. We thought it'd be colder, more snow. That turned out not to be true. So we still got into elk, which was nice. I'm talking about on the Wyoming side. We thought oh, it'd be okay. colder later for both of them, actually. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it didn't, ha- it didn't pay. It was fucking one of the warmest Novembers on record. It's horrible. Yeah, it's super warm. Well, it was very nice camping and shit, right? But it was horrible for elk. Yeah, but we were up there that one day. It was like sunbathing. We were all napping. Yeah. Fucking Jake was snoring, sounding like a bunch of pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> But it was one of the hottest. Anyways, it, I so I went for those four days at the end of October. Decided to go back ten days later, which kind of put our elk. Not really, didn't really push it because you guys went when you wanted to go. I think. Yeah. But we went back a second time, thinking it'd be colder, more elk because it's kind of a winter ground. Thinking there'd be more elk in mm-hmm. in that location. Mm-hmm. Walked back the nine miles. We there was elk there, just not as many because it was also like fifty degrees during the day. Mm-hmm. Not as many, but there there was a few bigger bulls that. had you still think up. you shot the biggest one available out of the two different uh, the two different weeks you went, or did you see one that might have been bigger? I think, I think we saw one that was bigger. Oh yeah. Yes, I shot the biggest elk that was in that group at that time. We we're over there because yeah. basically we're glassing at them from about a mile and a half, two miles away. 
Okay. From this like high ground. And that's the commitment. You got to, it's Canyon country. So you got to go down, I think it's 850 feet up 850 feet. Mm -hmm. And then you got to basically go across this big plateaus and then find the elk. And I did that. I actually, we glassed, we got there the night before we glassed him up up there. We thought, well, I thought we saw a bigger bull in that herd. And, uh, I went to, I left it four thirty five in the morning by myself. Cause he was going to glass it cross the Canyon, got up to the other side and he had in reached me, dude, they were in the timber 10 minutes after not daylight breaking 10 minutes after he could see. Oh shit. They made it into the timber. Wow. So that's when I text you guys that yeah. we found a big one. We're going to sit over here all day. Yeah. So we, we kind of dicked around all day finding the spot and I wanted to make sure he had a chance. So I am pretty sure they were going to come back right where they were because they weren't messed with, but there was a chance they could have came out on this upper ridge. There's this little tiny uh, bench plateau like prairie. So he went and watched that and I watched where the main, where we last mm -hmm. saw him and dude, <clears throat> they waited until 15 minutes of shooting light. Just like they come out in Montana. Yep. They yeah. waited and waited, but the weird part was, is this is back in there. Never heard any shots and there's a ridge line. So these elk came out and they were way far away from me. They were like 1400 yards from me and there's this ridge line and I don't know what happened, but those people started shooting. People started shooting as soon as they came out and I'm talking, we had 15 minutes before dark. They started shooting, not at these elk, but they were shooting at something and they were probably elk were fifteen hundred yards from me. Those people are probably fifteen hundred yards from them, huh. but they were up on a hill. And they start shooting. Well, it makes all these elk turn and start coming towards me. Not like super spooked. They were they wanted to get out of there, oh. so they came help me. Oh. They came towards me, and uh, it's kind of weird because uh, the whole time Justin thought I was shooting. And he's oh. like, what the fuck is he doing over there? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I'm suppressed. It wouldn't be like that. He goes, yeah, I didn't. He goes, I really didn't think about that till after. So Justin, and I texted him when the elk came out. I said, hey, the elk are out. So he gathered up. He had all the goat, goats with him, 10 goats. And he gathered them all up. And literally, <clears throat> the elk are coming towards me. I don't know this, but he's coming up the hill. Uh -huh. And he's, when I cracked the shot, he's 50 yards behind me. I didn't know it. Oh, shit. So I'm coming up the hill. So we almost messed this all the way up. The, but the elk turn, and it's a weird turn. Like, they're going to go back into the timber, which made no sense to me. But I didn't know he was right there. Uh, so I'm guessing the elk saw him. Yeah. And I'm fucking glassing each one of these bulls trying to find. Think of there's, I think there was 11. Yeah. May have been 12. Trying to figure out which one's the biggest one. Yeah, and they're not exactly holding fucking steel. You know, they're shuffling back and forth and changing spots. Well, luckily, the biggest two were the lead two. Okay. So I got, and then this dude had a sway back. And if you look at his hide in the picture, it's all fucking ruffled up. Like he had a bad hair day. Yeah. And I, so I could find him easy. So I kept going through and you, and you know how it is. And if I had a range finder, we talk about having, yeah. having a fucking unit all in one. People say, well, I've always used the range finder and binoculars and I've had no problem. Mm -hmm. well, think about the extra step from going from range finder, binoculars to range finder to your scope. Yeah. But the elk aren't, and elk usually are easier to shoot at than bears or deer in the rut. Yeah. So I'm going, glassing them, ranging them, glassing them, ranging them, glassing them, ranging them. If I had to go between the three, that just tells you right there. It's just easier to have it all in freaking one time, oh, yeah. one one oh, unit. Yeah. So I'm going back and forth, back and forth. 
and I, f- I figure out these first two are the biggest. So then I'm really focusing on, and remember, it's also 10 minutes before dark. Oh. So it's not easy to see. And they're at 900. When I first really started locking on to shoot, they were like 950. But they were slowly, not slowly, they were kind of like fast walking towards me. Mm. So I'm glassing, I'm lazing, and I'm, I figured out this was the biggest bull. And I was like, well, that's weird because as soon as I figured it out, and I'm trying to video too, like you'll I'll post yeah, video, but that. I'm trying to video and I'm going all three. And I have a beautiful shooting location, though. Uh, Fucking, they can't see me. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, I hate to use the word sniper because we are not snipers. <laughs> snipers are way more trained than what we're doing. Uh-huh. But I'm like a fucking little sniper up on this hill. They cannot see. I, I'm like looked. Anyways, they turn. I'm like, that's weird. Why did they turn like that? Like they saw something where they saw me. Oh. And I'm like, well, it's now or never. So I lazed him and it was 710. And it's, I, I got God's cartridge. <laughs> So it, it, this sounds super, A lot of people would not agree. This sounds pompous. <laughs> no, I just argue with Blaine about it. There's not a feeling. Well, you kind of get in this feeling with your fucking, your rum and your this new 6.5 you have. You know it's over. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking automatic. Yeah. And I've shot and I've validated this gun. And I know it's, this is, and in my mind. There's I'm a lot of fucking prep work so that yes. in that moment, you know you're going to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And the the wind was bringing it. That was another fact I didn't bring up. The wind was bringing it. And I was like, mm. I said, I got to keep the shot. This this sounds terrible too, but I've done this. I got to keep it under a thousand yards because the wind was coming from my left to right about 15 miles an hour. Like a full value. Full value. Really? Full value. So I was like, I got to keep it under a thousand yards. I thought it would die off a lot. Anyways, long story short, he comes the 710. I lays him. And I, and I ran the Kestrel about 100 times before because I had like two hours sitting there. And it called for 1.1 mil, so I pulled one mil, and I freaking one mil left and pulled the trigger and uh, heard the suppressor. Suppressor is the greatest thing, man. It's it's, it's hard. It took Jake a long time to find any love for suppressor. I'm still not fully convinced, but, but it's, it's nice. Dude, everybody, I didn't have nobody with me, but you can't. You don't have to have hearing, you know, hip protection if you're shooting in a group, if you yeah. have multiple people. But the biggest thing is you can hear that. Sounds good. Like, it's yeah. not It's not like a little, you, yep. you know, it's like. Yep. Yeah. So 710, I hold that mill left, pull the trigger, and I hear the whack, and i shooting God's cartridge. So I saw the impact. I literally saw the impact, racked, like, that's what I mean. It hit. I racked the bolt. In that time, he, he like took a step backwards, like his whole body, like his ass end dropped literally, took a step back. He went to take a step forward, and he just fell over. Where, where exactly did you hit him? So in the if you're looking at an elk and you see the big scapula, there's a V where the muscle takes a, the leg comes down, the joint's at a, kind of like a 45-degree angle, and the, that hooks back down with the actual leg. I only, I only know the top of the crease. Bring up a – oh, see how, his, see how he look, we have a picture of him. See how he had a bad hair day? Oh, hell yeah. That's he's just old. Fuck, that's a big oak. It's yeah. either that or it's just a little garden gnome sitting behind him. I'm actually standing up. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh shit. But, We're looking at the picture on Instagram where the rack is kind of sideways. You can see both branches and then <laughs> fucking standing up. <laughs> <laughs> the so there's a so the scapula is there's a V. Mm-hmm. It's look a V going. Yeah, forward. at the back top of it. Well, it's underneath the scapula. I hit him yeah. right in that pocket. Okay. And it was weird. I, I don't think I've shown you, but the 
had a little, little tiny hole, no bloodshot. But it looked like a fucking hatchet came out the other side. Yeah, exactly. And I was looking at the other, and we were actually, me and Justin were looking at it, we're like, did I even hit, did I hit it yeah. in the neck? Did Especially I, if they end up laying down on the, on the, that's with the inside showing. Yep, that's what They look they're like they're dead there. There's no blood. There's no sign of nothing. You're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, and, I, and I'm playing in my head, did I... Is that the entrance wound, the nasty wound? Is that the entrance? I'm playing. No, he was definitely facing to the left when uh-huh. I shot him. And it, anyways, it just a little tiny pinhole coming, going in and a fucking hatchet coming mm-hmm. out of his body. That bullet must separate into two just after, shortly after it enters. It's at that. So I, me and go back and forth on this because I, I just seen death on these detects. And he, he has a little fear with thin skin, not elk, but thin skin. It had to tumble mm-hmm. how much carnage. So it could have broken half and still tumbled, but that tip had to snap off relatively early and start mm-hmm. tumbling after it went through. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a big bullet. And I think it hit it doing like 2650. Mm-hmm. But it was, you can take a 300, shot a lot of animals, a lot of elk, seen a lot of elk get shot with big magnums. It's died as fast as any. You know, I didn't hit a central nervous system. I didn't hit any real bone. It mm-hmm. slipped. It didn't obviously going in. It slipped the rib. It didn't hit any bone coming out. It hit lots of bones, but I didn't hit any like didn't hit a high shoulder. Didn't hit it in the spine, but it acted like it was hit mm-hmm. almost in the spine. And for a non CNS hit, it was one of the fastest deaths I've ever seen from any gun. Yeah, and I'm not pumping that just because it's a six UM. It's just the truth. And did you do? Uh, did you dress them out? You were gutless. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I find myself good. doing that lately now that that I almost want to go back to gutless just so I can see more of the damage on the organs. Because you don't get a, I mean, you get a big, you get a somewhat large, you know, out, exit wound. You want to see gut, you're talking about gutting it. Yes, gutting it yeah. versus gutless method. Because yeah. with the gutless method, you don't get to see the internal organs yeah, we, the way you should on an autopsy to see what the bullet did. Yeah, and we had, it's always like a time thing to me because we had two and a half mile back to camp, had to go through that cliff, all mm-hmm. that shit. So it was like a hurry up thing. So I didn't, we didn't look at the insides as mm-hmm. well. He blew out a shit ton of blood out of his nose. So obviously the lungs were involved. Yeah. I'm sure part of the heart was involved, how quick he was dead. Yeah. But literally, I don't know what that time is, but I shot, watched the hit, racked the bolt, and I physically, I just, I'm not exactly for him on shooting, like just whack, 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 but I would have shot him if he was standing anywhere. I could shoot him. Yeah. He was already on the ground. His legs were just kicking yeah. when I hmm. got the bullet, the gun in. Six then, millimeter bullet, 115 at 710 yards. yards. Yep. And the funny part is he was walking behind me. And yeah. uh, his only comment was, that was pretty quiet. <laughs> and he, he bitched. He's like, damn, this is a long walk to get to him. <laughs> well, he got there right in time. Dude, couldn't like, have been any better could, timing. Oh, could not. And I could not figure out why those elk turned. Yeah. And it, it, he was there. He was huh. right behind me. Because he thought that I was the one shooting up on the hill. Yeah. And he's like, in retrospect, he said, we should have Justin on because he could tell his own story. I was saying it sounds like a good dude. Oh, great guy. Like, it just would not have happened. I can't emphasize that enough. Without Justin Stark, it's his spot. Mm-hmm. Without his goats. And that dude wasted two, he wasted eight days with me to shoot mm-hmm. this bull. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Justin, big time. I owe him, mm-hmm. and I'll pay him back. We're already talking about putting in for he's putting in for some animals over here. Nice, but anyways, and then we have to pack it out nine something. He could tell it better. I think it's nine. He said it may have been ten, but I think it's like nine something miles. Well, at least with that many goats, you didn't have to carry really gear weight. 
No, it's just that freaking rack, man. Yeah. It's so cumbersome. Yeah. All I had was the rack and something else. I think my rack, my Your rifle. We, we weighed it. Yeah. I think it was like 50 pounds total I had. It yeah. felt like 800 by the time I got <laughs> to the truck, but it would smack. And Justin was trying to cut out branches because we had to go through some kind of thick spots. That freaking rack was brutal because it was wide. Yeah. And it would, you'd be catching. And the one time there's this, um, Oh, I can't think of the name of the bush, but like I'd get stuck in between it and I'd have to back totally out. And a couple of times I had to get on my hands and knees and turn sideways. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then stand back up. But And all, all of this was a, a 30% torn Achilles. Yes. So when I blew that, I went and we actually had it scanned now and it's torn 30%. Hmm. You know what? And I felt like a bitch when we were hunting in Montana. This is a side note. But when we were going up to look at Forms Elk, yeah. dude. I like turned it weird and it was not having it. Uh, like every step felt like I was pulling on my butt muscle to my freaking bottom. Well, of my foot. fucking going up a steep hill. That was a steep hill. Going yeah. up steep like that. It's just cranking that Achilles. And it was weird because I'd go up steep hills like over there and yeah. we've already been up steep hills in Montana. But it like if it would just turn just right, it would yeah. do something and it would go and yeah. like it's a shock up your leg. Yeah. So, anyways, if you have so peanut to do the peanut gallery out there listening. 30% kill a t- torn Achilles. They say no surgery. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Huh. Maybe there's a maybe there's a tendon surgeon. Oh, it, it like, <laughs> I don't consider myself like a, a pussy about things, but dude, <laughs> well, that one, that happened. I don't remember how quiet I was and how long it took me to get up there. Yeah. But it was fucked after that point. Yeah. And then walking out with the elk. And I didn't have shit. The llamas had most of that, but mm-hmm. I don't like to, there's no point to me whining while you're there about it because mm-hmm. nobody you can help to you. Get the fuck out. No, yeah. Nobody can help you do anything. Yeah. And the next, the next morning festivities, I was like, I can't really help these motherfuckers. If this does happen, if they do kill elk or there's, I don't even know if I can walk out of here, yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to whine to people. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So. Because we could have had a bad situation. Yeah, you're talking about Montana. Yeah, extra elk. <clears throat> Anyways, that was pretty much it. I mean, I'm not the greatest elk t- storyteller, but two things I learned is Wyoming is a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of elk. It's good to have good friends. Mm-hmm. And God bless pack animals. <laughs> yeah. You. Uh, what is the rule in Wyoming about, I think if you hunt elk and you're on national forest, you have to be with a local or something? Uh, hunt wilderness. If you hunt in the wilderness, yes. you got to have a local. A resident or a guide. Okay. It's bullshit. Because hmm. they don't, you know, there's it's it's a money thing. Idaho has as much or more desolate national f- or wilderness than Wyoming. I think it has more. I think it has, Idaho has the most wilderness in the lower 48. Hmm. And we don't have to have a guide. Mm-hmm. A, re- a non-resident can come over here and go hunting in the Selway or the Frank Church or wherever. Or even in our spot in Montana. <clears throat> Or in your spot in Montana. Montana doesn't have that law. Yeah. And they say, oh, you know, I don't want people to get hurt. Grizzly bears. It's a fucking moneymaker for the outfitters, in my opinion. If mm-hmm. I'm wrong, email me. Tell me why I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. Yeah. Why in Idaho and Montana, you don't have to have one. They have grizzly bears. That's nothing. Oh, there's a lot of grizzly bears in, that, in those mm-hmm. wildernesses. Well, <clears throat> we have grizzly bears. Montana and, surely And even then, bears. what is a local going to do for you for a grizzly bear? It's just a way to make my outfitters yeah. money. Yeah. We had a, a listener email in, wanted us to talk about 
fair chase. Boone and Crockett. <clears throat> is it Boone and Crockett fair chase? I think it's Boone and Crockett or Rules. Pope and Young. Pope and Young is what it was. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll address that on one of these episodes soon. We're going to try to get a representative of Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett to kind of talk a little bit about it. But I did read it real quick. Luke sent a link. And it was interesting because it talks about for bow hunting only the use of electronic devices. And it basically said that you're not allowed to have a rangefinder on your bow. And I thought that was interesting because we it didn't it didn't mention rifle hunting with a rangefinder. But there's really no way it, it, it would almost take away you'd injure more animals than anything if you couldn't range the animal properly. Correct. I thought that was interesting. Like why wouldn't you want a rangefinder on your bow if they made one? <clears throat> why would they why would they exclude that? It's kind of weird. It is weird. In Idaho, like the what's the Garmin makes that zero? Yeah. That's illegal, <clears throat> but it's legal in Idaho because Idaho, you can't have any electronics in your scope or on your bow. So no. on your rifle, your scope on your rifle or your bow, there's nothing electronic you can have on there. Huh? Well, we'll try to get a representative on and, and do an episode on that soon. I have a very, I have a lot to say about that. Okay. So yeah, we need to That'll be a good on. one. I told him get after it. I just think that I'll, I won't go into what I'm going to say, but oh, yeah. I think uh, very strongly that way because I think there's... We just get to hear of so many animals getting injured. Like, there's a lot of ways that we do hunts here in Idaho, whether it be muzzleloader or just archery in general. We we hear so many stories, dude, of archery. animals that are not recovered. Archery for, is probably probably the worst. Oh, I can't do. Well, that. while you're looking for what you're looking for, no. we're going to announce the. Uh, I was just going to say, archery is probably the worst. Dick bow hunters, oh, dude. <laughs> I did. You it. could talk shit because you were a stick bow. I hunter. did it. Shot some elk with stick bow. I people won't like this. Ninety percent of stick bow hunters should not be stick bow hunting. No. And every fucking year, and I'm not bagging on archery. Do whatever you want. Whatever's legal, I'm a I'm for. But these fucking archery guys that come out there in their high horse, I talked to, and this is not every archer. Mm. Just the art. I talk. I know a lot of bow hunters. Like, oh yeah, I stuck a bull. I didn't find it. Chances are the fucking bull died. Mm-hmm. So they're not these holier than thou people. Mm-hmm. They're sticking elk, and most of them aren't fucking punching their tag. They're going to go try to shoot some more elk. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't think we should throw shit on either side. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this from me moving from archery stick bow hunting. I am fucking far more confident in killing things with a rifle to mm-hmm. a thousand yards than I am with a bow sixty to eighty yards. Mm-hmm. I just am. That's wow. what I practice. So whatever you're, we don't need to go into all that. Whatever you're good at, don't don't put, don't put your shitty shot or your shitty not you know practice your lack of knowledge, lack of practice, on me. But no, we'll talk about it. When we talk That's about, about the, the the fair hunting rule you're talking. Yeah. About. Yeah, yeah. Another episode. Yeah. For now, we have uh, a winner like we do on every episode for a set of unknown munitions scope rings, either the Tika or the Premier. Uh, Jay Helfrich or Helfrich, H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H. Shoot us an email to marketing at shoottohunt.com to claim your prize. Yep. Any Was it any rings, right? Yeah, any of the unknown rings. We got the core ring. We have, so we have Tika. We have Premier. The Tika price point is 130. Premier price point is 195. We have another set of rings coming out called the Core Rings, which will be the same as the Tika rings, but Picatinny based instead of the Tika clamp. Same form factor, 
but for pick soon. When's it coming? We'll start on them pretty soon. Okay. Probably six months out at least for delivery. Uh, and the day, the day today is the 28th of November and uh, <clears throat> the rock stock. The 28th. Of November. Oh, I thought you said 20th. 28th. Sound like 20th. Oh, yeah. It sounded like 20th again. 28th. There you go. Of November. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to enunciate. Um, the rock stock is still happening. Oh, it's, that's a good update. Yeah. It's still should be hopefully should we will be. have a drawing yeah. a final two-dimensional drawing in our hands today if we see yeah if we say yes they're going to send us some 3d renderings but we're also going to get a 3d printed version of the stock before we go to production yep we may have the 3d printed stock in our hands by the end of this week uh, we're going to gather up form and ryan and myself this weekend to feel it approve it maybe shoot it a little bit despite stocky's telling us not to Put a 223 in that bitch. Um, You're saying there's a chance. Let's see. There's a chance. And if everything looks good and we say go, I mean, we're still on track for end of year deliveries, first deliveries anyway. Um, And we'll get, as soon as we approve and have the 3D printed version, we'll do some different paint jobs on it and we will put the pre sale up. We're already selling rifle builds in the rock stock. Several of those came in during our sale and also last week. So guys are already putting orders in, but uh, yeah. We're excited about it. I know you guys are excited about it. Mm-hmm. We're moving as fast as we, we've never done this before. This is our first time go. Thankfully, Stockies is very accommodating because like I said, we don't know. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we did some things that we should have probably not done yeah. as far as time wise. Yeah. But I'm excited. I, you don't need to email me. Like I said, that rock stock thread will be the first place we update. Yes. So there's no need to email me about it, the rock stock. I, I appreciate it. When I get those pictures and shit and I build the product, yeah. the link will first, the pre-sale will go to the rock side thread before anywhere else with some time to get your orders in. Cause we're going to, we kind of set a schedule of when we're going to have to cut off the first pre-sale. And then we'll determine how many molds to make based off that mm-hmm. and then s- cut that off until they're all the orders are filled. So if you're that person, of course, we have several people reach out to me. I need five of those. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, if they all buy, we're going to be interesting. Yeah. I can promise you this. It's There's not a stock like it on the market. It's definitely going to look different. <laughs> it's a learn. It's a learning curve. If yeah. you follow Rockslide, you already get it. But- We'll have some videos to go along with it to kind of educate the consumer. And it will be, we will build a couple rifles on them and put a couple rifles in Stocky's booth at SHOT Show. So if you happen to be mm-hmm. uh, in that area, that may be your first opportunity to see and feel one in person, you know, if you get late yep. on the order. And I th- and I was, I don't think I told Jake this, but I know a place that we can put a those two guns at the Western Hunt. Oh, the Expo? Yeah. Nice. We can put them in their booth. Perfect. So you can come feel, fondle the rock stock. Because when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, is that going to fit me? Is that going to be? But I have a feeling once you shoot it, you'll be in love. It's going to need to be shot. You're going to have to shoot it to feel it. Yep. Because it's going to look a little radically different. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Anything else we missed? I don't think so. We're going to cover a couple more hunts after this, our Montana hunt. Um 
and uh yeah wyoming hunt video is nearing completion he's got a rough cut right now so that'll come out on youtube soon with the podcast that goes with it idaho and idaho idaho that's what i meant yep, yep. southern yep. idaho yep yeah and then you're not having a hunt video we're just gonna no i should have but we gotta figure we gotta figure logistics we're figuring out logistics yeah. because these fucking elk are heavy there is a uh a, a video coming for the montana elk hunt we just finished the deal yeah, guy was there one. for that yeah 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 all right that's all i got if you have any questions for us or you want us to uh cover any topics get hold of us at podcast at shoot and thanks for listening